So when I started, I think in 2019, it was actually a lot more difficult for women. Alright, Shane Dubif here again at Token2049. Today we are here with Pamela Lee, Head of Apex Sales at Telos. So, tell me about Telos. What is Telos? Telos, we are a bilateral trading platform that gives you a single point of access to the entire ecosystem of the institutional players in the whole digital asset space. So, we have two main trading products. One, it's our principal UI, it's our main trading platform that a lot of buy-side guys, hedge funds, asset managers and family officers use. And the other side is actually our white label solution which caters to a lot of sell-side service providers like exchanges, wallet payment service providers and banks, right? So the idea behind it is really um, giving the umbrella of tools that people use to interact with equities in FX, the same way that they can interact with crypto because generally in our company, a lot of our background comes from capital markets that's how we understand the markets and we want traders we want uh, institutional providers to be familiar and we need that safety and resiliency as we know how volatile crypto markets are and you need that built into your systems and the test of any true systems out there is when the markets are volatile to be honest so i think we wanted to build that for a lot of our institutional clients and that's where we see our sweet spot is and that's where we are comfortable building Okay, so tell us, uh, uh, from what I understand, you guys are offering uh, some of a plug and play solution for institutions wanting to offer digital assets. So, uh, how do you see yourself changing the space as a whole? I think first you have to really understand the market structure for crypto, how it's very, very different from a lot of other set classes. I think first thing to note is that in crypto, everything is very when you talk about trading, you need to find the right custody solutions you want to work with. You need to find the right liquidity providers and exchange dealers to work with. And that means you need to handle a lot of different vendors, right? And if I'm a trader, I want to work with uh, digital assets. I need to have different screens that I need to multitask, for example. And Talos really changed this whole um, structure because on Talos, we become that single point of access where you get access to everything on just one screen itself. And that really powers up a lot of things because when you talk about getting best execution, that's where we aggregate all the liquidity across exchanges and OTC dealers. When you talk, talk about reducing operational risk, right? And that's where you can manage your transfers, you could look at your funding balances, treasury management across all your accounts and things like this. And then there's a lot of future roadmap that we are building, talking about land and borrow marketplace, talk about risk management tools. I think there's so much we can do and a lot is actually feedback from clients that what they want us to do and then we try to implement on that platform because clients just want to do everything and they get so sticky to our platform now that they just want us to hey can you do this can you do that and we really try our best to really add that into our roadmap. Oh, that's really good uh, focusing on the feedback loop itself and uh, okay so as the head of Apex Sales what's your day-to-day like? Wow, I actually don't know what my next day will look like until I look at my calendar. But generally, I think um, now that it's really a work from home hybrid, um, I'm a working mom myself, so I have a 15 month old son. So I actually spend early in the mornings, about 7 to 9, spending time with him. And then I'll head to work to the office, depending if I have meetings at the day itself. And then really back-to-back calls um, and then squeezing in some time for coffees with clients, chatting with my colleagues and things like this. And then because headquarters in US, 
So we do have quite a bit of night calls, but I also try to end my day about five to six uh, earlier so that I can rush back home, put my son to sleep again, and then start my day at night for US calls. Yeah. Well, so basically day, day to night, day to night. <laughs> okay, uh, and what do you think are the biggest challenges the entire crypto industry has to face as a whole right now? Few things, right? Number one, uh, which is a common theme I think a lot of people talk about, which is risk management. I think you have to have risk management tattooed on your on your arms these days because everyone is everyone is talking about it. So I don't think it's anything new. Um, I think what it's important is really understand what you are dealing with, and I think Talos as a system itself. I think that's also where we get the most client feedback from. Uh, how can they manage risk better using our own systems, right? And I think that's also one of it. And as a retail. I think one thing is also knowing how to signal noise from facts, right? The problem with crypto is crypto started out from retail. If you think about it, it's really different from a lot of other sectors like equities and FX, where it started out from institution, right? So a lot of um, market news that you get, a lot of systems that you get, they might not understand how complex these asset class can be in real life. And a lot of times, where do you get news? You get from crypto Twitter, right? And whether it's real news or fake news, I think as a retail, you yourself need to really do your own due diligence, really check to make sure that it's real news before you 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 make that decision whether to invest in that project. Yeah, so I think you know how to signal between the noise and facts and then do your own due diligence. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, uh, filtering all the noise and I mean, if you're getting your financial advice from Twitter, then I mean, you are you're doing something wrong. Alright, so I think uh, one pressing issue uh, we have right now in, uh, in the whole crypto blockchain space is that there seems to be like a disparity between uh, percentage of men and women. There's like a gender disparity la, in the whole space. So uh, what are your thoughts on that? I actually think it's, it's a lot better now because I've been in the crypto space for about three and a half years. So when I started, I think in 2019, it was actually a lot more difficult for women because I don't come from a tech background. I came from finance and generally if you think about women, we it's very difficult to engage in a new technology. Just just day-to-day life, don't talk about uh, a, having a career on top of something called blockchain, right? Which is the basis of crypto, right? So I think that's really very difficult. And when I started, it's all about reading and talking to people that really helped me a lot in this industry. And I think actually now, if you think about it with something like token, right, it's actually welcoming because you see the number of women that are actually attending compared to two years ago when when you don't have such so much of such conferences in Asia, you don't have so much um webinars to focus on digital set, you don't have so much associations like the blockchain association, which which I'm part of as one of the volunteers for the women in women in blockchain group, right? I think a lot of such avenues are helping a lot of women to enter in this space. So I think I think it's a really, really good sign. So I think definitely there's still disparity, but I think it's 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 getting a lot better. And I think just in Talos itself, um we do have a lot of very very good women in our organization in general we we always um look at um gender equality in terms of hiring and trying to make sure that we make a wise decision in that okay so uh, i think uh, recently with all the the black swan events like the 3ac luna uh we've seen like institutions still doubling down on uh digital assets why so why did you think that they would still be interested in digital assets mm. 
I think if if you look at the market right now, right, institution, the difference is they have a longer term horizon strategy. They know that markets go up and down. So I think even though if it's crypto winter, as you as you think about it now, one year ago when we talked to institutions, they'll be like, hey, Bitcoin is like 60K, it's too expensive. I'm not going in because I don't think the market value is there. But now it's about maybe 20K and then it'll be like, hey, it might be a a much more reasonable value and I believe in the underlying, I believe in the asset class and then I know that in long term there's so much potential to that. So so I think that's that's the difference uh, between uh, institutions and retail and also that's why I think a lot of times actually in crypto winter itself, it is actually the biggest quarter for Talos in terms of closed contracts uh, with a lot of institutional players because last year, a lot of them have dedicated teams already started for digital assets and this is not going to go away even though people are saying it's crypto winter. In fact, it's actually the best time to build in, in, in bear market because a lot of them are placing more resources that they didn't have the time to do when it was the bull market, right? And now they are actually trying to think how they can improve their processes, how they can improve their trading strategies, how they can improve their customer experience for their clients by using someone like Talos to really help to achieve some of the expectations and standards they want the market to so I think definitely uh, we are very aggressive, we are very optimistic about the future. Okay, so uh, how's your experience so far at Token 2049? I think it's really great. I mean, it's been so long that we have a physical conference. Um, I think in Singapore itself, Token has always prided itself to be one of the premier events in Asia. I think the last Token I went for is actually in Hong Kong. I think that was in 2019, right? Because I used to work in Hong Kong for three years and now that it's in Singapore, I think the good thing that is in Singapore is you really attract very, very international crowd. Looking that so many people didn't have get a chance to travel into Asia for the past two years. So everyone is travel traveling for token itself. I think just looking at the lines that people are queuing just to get the tickets on the first day when I came, I think that's a true testament of how successful the conference are. I think even when when we are hosting this booth at Token, we do see a lot of clients that we haven't met that we were just having calls on Zoom, yeah, and then now we have a chance to really speak to them face to face. I think that really helps a lot. And I think the energy is great. They really spend a lot of time inviting very, very good quality speakers, very good quality content. Uh, I think that's something a lot of conferences actually didn't really spend much time in doing it because it's a lot of introductory topics and what we want really for good conferences is really being able there not just hosting booth right you also want to learn right and going for such topics listening to the speakers and some of our CEOs of very, very big companies I think yeah I really enjoyed that a lot yeah we see the human interaction right and uh, what's your favorite part of going for conferences aside from the free drinks <laughs> Um, favorite part, uh, I think it's really meeting people um, because generally I'm very busy myself in terms of uh, having to manage family and work so I don't really have much time for social life right so going for conference actually is an excuse for myself to actually meet for people like uh, probably I don't have time to catch up for drinks and then we can actually catch up during the conference itself just go for that uh, any after events or side events to meet people to catch up and things like that it doesn't always have to be work I think but really I think in crypto what I like about crypto as well it's really it's all about collaboration right we think about 
our partnership, we think about helping each other in terms of how we expand the business and things like this. And then a lot of them actually turn out to become some of my best friends in the crypto space. And we learn from each other, to be honest. So I think that's also something I really like for conferences, actually. Yeah. Wow, uh, that's a, a really, really good answer. And before we end, uh, for companies who want to be a client of Telos, how can they do so and uh, what should they look out for? Um, so I think if you are a buy-side fund, uh, having your own systematic quant fund, medium trading frequency strategy or family of asset managers, come speak to us. Uh, we have our website, you can request for a demo to our team. And if you are a sell-side service provider, like you are looking to build an exchange or like a wallet payment service providers, I think also speak to us. I think um, it's easy to open an account with us. We actually spin up an environment for you to really test it out to make sure that we are the right um, system or infrastructure for you. I think I think that's, that's what we do. If you are someone that's looking uh, to start your own trading desk, I think you need to first um, understand uh, who you want to use for custody, who you want to use for liquidity providers and dealers. And once you figure that out, I think uh, having a good trading infrastructure that can tie everything together, I think I think that's very important. Yeah, great answer. You heard, you heard it here first, Pamela Lee Talos. Thank you so much, Pamela. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.